0: Yeah, I mean, I think in medicine, the direction that entrepreneurship usually takes is in developing new drugs, you know, clinical trials, FDA approvals, uh, new therapies, new medical devices, which is all incredibly important and valuable. But I wanted to get something on the market quickly, and I wanted to do it in a in a way that was um, marketed towards consumers. You know, I I wasn't so I I'm a huge sh- sh- consumer health fan. I buy all of my skin, my medicated skincare, my other medications from online retailers. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of telemedicine. And so I was getting my acne medication and uh, other, you know, anytime I had a sinus infection, antibiotics or birth control or whatever, I was getting from an online physician and it, it was coming in the mail quickly. And it was so easy and convenient. I thought, okay, there's a huge lack uh, of, you know, of existing, uh, solutions like this in the allergy space. Um, and then there's also this, this, uh, novel medication that my dad has invented. And so that's when I was like, okay, let's do it.
1: Clinton does a uh more primary care than I do but um uh you know uh you do zero
2: out. primary care why are you lying I ourselves? thought
1: you were still doing some no
2: you do zero primary care.
1: oh well that but that's yeah that's true I do well I do what? some HIV patients but not not yeah very little what's like, your specialty
0: group? are you an immunologist or
1: I'm an infectious disease
0: oh, okay and wow. Clinton is a nephrologist wow yeah very nice I Very am the impressive. voice of
2: reason. I am Dr. Clinton Cohen with Dr. Surat Sucker, the infectious disease extraordinaire. Today we're going to talk about the future of allergy testing. We have Shani Boshin, founder and CEO of Allermy, a Rhymes, with, com- ocean. rhymes with Ocean, yeah. a telehealth <laughs> company that aims to improve the lives of chronic and seasonal allergy sufferers with personalized prescription nasal sprays. Welcome. Now I have a quick question before we get started. Is now if I have an allergy to a colleague, will you will you be able to help me with that?
0: Yes, you can just spray them with the nasal spray, and then they'll go away.
2: Wrench me, yeah. I'll have a glow. (laughs) Well, welcome. Thanks for coming
1: on.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So tell us a little bit about your background. I know that um, I think you have medicine in your family, right? Is I think I was reading your father's an allergist immunologist. Is that right?
0: My father's an allergist immunologist. Uh, My grandfather was a pathologist. My aunt is a geneticist. And two of my brothers are internal medicine.
1: So as we say medicine, because my son has no interest in going to medicine, that you were just too smart to go into medicine.
0: (laughs) I couldn't pass chemistry. That's the truth.
1: (laughs) You obviously have uh, a family background. Yeah. So tell us how that influenced you.
0: Yeah. So uh I I along with being the daughter of an allergist immunologist, I'm also a lifelong allergy sufferer and I grew up running around in allergy clinic. So it's always been an interest area of mine. And uh my dad is a special allergist. He's been a, a Stanford faculty for 30 years since the year I was born. And uh he uh is a scientist, he's an MD PhD. So he's a a problem solver, a researcher and inventor. And uh, about 30 years ago, you know, he realized that his patient population, which was the more chronic, the more severe allergy sufferer, not your kind of everyday mild allergy sufferer, sure. they weren't getting relief from oral, de- uh, oral decongestants, nasal sprays, and oral antihistamines that were on shelves at drugstores. Mm. And so he realized he had a problem to solve. And he felt very strongly that using nasal spray was the safest and most effective way to treat nasal symptoms of rhinitis. And so what he did was he figured out that if you combine multiple active ingredients into one bottle and you adjust the dosages of those ingredients to be more optimal, that you get a better nasal spray than anything else that's on the market.
1: And that's what's interesting to me. I mean, and we're going to dive into it is that your father, and then you're taking that from the business point of view, and we definitely want to talk about entrepreneurship and how uh, Clinton Coleman can get some of his ideas off the ground. Um uh, it, I'm just thinking of what kind of well, nasal
2: spray I can spray you with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but
1: so the idea is that instead of utilizing, uh, let's say for our, our viewers, like antihistamines um, or, uh, or other medications in oral form, that everything is combined into a nasal spray. So I guess it's the same thing a lot of medicine is like why take something systemically if the site of action is in the nasal mucosa or something, right? So the idea, I suppose, is that, To get everything directly to where all the action's happening, so to speak.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, localized treatment is safer. It's the fewer side effect risks and and faster onset of action rather than swallowing a pill, having it digest, absorb, travel through the bloodstream and eventually kind of hit the area of effect. So nasal sprays were already on the market, but they were only being sold in fixed doses. And each nasal spray only has one ingredient. So, we found that okay so if someone takes an anti-inflammatory nasal spray but they're super congested and they have a ton of mucus that that anti-inflammatory steroid is only going to get very shallow into the nose it's not going to go high and deep so he found if you put a tiny, tiny bit of oxymetazoline, which is a nasal decongestant into mm-hmm. that formula, it helps increase the efficacy and bring that nasal steroid higher and deeper. So then with years, you know, he started to add an antihistamine nasal spray, the anti-secretory, uh, like anticholinergic nasal spray, yeah. and eventually ended up with a nasal spray with four active medication ingredients that just work so much better because you're hitting your symptoms from all these different angles.
2: That's such a smart thing to do. I don't know why we don't do that. We just, you know, give them flow nasal necks and pray that it works. The allergies could be like mild or it could be severe. It could be from pollen, cat or it could be anything, but we just do the shotgun approach. So so how does, how does it work? Say like I had an allergy, like a real allergy, not an allergy to a colleague, but a allergy (laughs) to pollen. So I would get tested and then you'd come up with like a personalized uh, formula for me.
0: So there's actually no testing involved in what we do. Okay. And a lot of our patients have been tested and have no identifiable allergens. They just have chronic rhinitis. It, it could be due to you know genetic propensity for inflammation in the nose, uh, irritants, pollutants, indoor allergens, outdoor allergens, or some combination of all of the above. And uh, so they take a questionnaire, they sign up on our website, take a questionnaire, we ask them all about their symptoms, severity, medical history, we get pictures, we ask them what color is your mucus when you blow your nose and you know we get really into the details there. And then from then we use our algorithms and create a nasal spray for that patient that contains up to four of the active ingredients I mentioned earlier. And then we adjust the dosages. So someone with a lot of mucus will get a higher percentage of ipratropium or the anti-discharge medication. Someone with a lot of swelling and congestion will get a higher dosage of the anti-inflammatory and so on and so forth. And then we have it compounded in a compounding pharmacy and then packaged up and shipped to each patient.
1: So this is fascinating. I just want to take a step back because, um, so a couple of things. One is, how did your father, like, uh, because we're always running around doing different things. So did he have his own lab this is something he did at Stanford uh this is something he did in the basement you know like how did he start initially uh, before you get funding and have a lab in the compound pharmacy like how you get an idea we all have ideas um uh but very few I think have the 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 ability you know and the courage to kind of see it forward so I, I would be very fascinated just as a physician myself with all these great ideas that usually I tell my dog and then they go nowhere. You know, like, how did he actually say, okay, I have this idea, but let me take it to fruition and let me start uh, doing some experiments. Like, where was he doing this?
0: He was literally doing it in the kitchen sink. I mean, he oh, had the te- wow. the teaspoons yeah. out. He'd go to the pharmacy. He'd buy four different, fi- four or five, maybe sometimes even six different nasal sprays, xylitol, mm-hmm. saline, afrin, nasocort, so on and so forth. And he'd measure, he'd take a teaspoon of this and two tablespoons of that and put it all into an empty nasal spray bottle mm-hmm. and test it. And then when he started, you know, suggesting this program to his patients, he'd write out these lab sheets so they could do the same kind of chemistry at home in their kitchen sink. So it worked really well, but it was incredibly inconvenient, error prone. It was expensive. You had to buy six different nasal sprays and sloppy and you know and he he did this and became actually pretty well known for it his name is robert Boshen. he started to become known as Botion's potions because he was having all his patients mix up these magic potions at home That's like something from harry potter i feel like uh, uh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it works like magic too but uh mm. so it was really nice. when when i was doing this for myself in grad school i was every month buying my nasal sprays mixing them up i had a friend come over they're like oh can you make me one made one for my boyfriend, for my friends, a professor, and eventually I was like, okay, there's an opportunity here. Let's figure out how to make this more efficient, cleaner, sterile, uh, and build a business off of that.
1: What is your background in terms of business? You said you were in grad school. Was that, were you doing an MBA? Were you in business school or what?
0: I wasn't. I was getting my master's in education at the Mm. time, and I was uh, studying education policy and teaching, and uh, Mm. I quickly switched out of that career.
1: Well like many people do that that that's uh that that's um it's, it's very rarely linear, right? In terms of I guess medicine is kind of pretty much very linear, but a lot of other interesting things oftentimes are not, and that's kind of what makes uh uh you know people have these interesting backgrounds so they can be successful. But um I interrupt you, Glenn, What were you gonna say? Uh,
2: no, I was saying just out of curiosity, as like an entrepreneur, how do you go about the process of starting something like this? Did mm-hmm. I do you have to Patent the the formula, or you probably have so yeah. many different varieties. Well, yeah, like... and, I, and I was going to ask. I mean, I'm assuming these are
1: all off patent, like generic medications, right? That you were able then to subsequently uh, repurpose, or, exactly. or not repurpose, but essentially combine in, in different ways.
0: Yeah, all of the ingredients we use are off patent, generic, yeah. FDA approved medications, and we get the raw powder compound form, and then we mix them from scratch in, into uh, like a, a saline solution with other preservatives and moisturizing humectants and such to make a really soothing kind of gentle medicated nasal spray. Um, But yeah, I mean, starting it as a business, we had to figure out, you know, research the regulations around 503B compounding and uh, establish a C corporation and figure out stocks and equity and funding and um, file for a patent. Uh, I mean, build a website, figure out how to market to people. There's Quite a bit involved, and in. it took a couple of years from the you know the idea to actually get, being on the market.
1: And I'm assuming a, a large, I see a large part of the company. The the, the idea is that people can do this uh, remotely via telehealth, and we all know a lot of our listeners know, probably all of them know that telehealth is is here to stay. Was this something that was um, you were already working towards that model, or did COVID kind of accentuate that or accelerate that?
0: We were already working towards that model, and then COVID just enhanced it and yeah. helped us operationalize it better my dad, for example, he had only been seeing patients in person and had never done telemedicine until COVID started. And then his clinic almost immediately shifted to telemedicine, which they had planned to do like three or four years later. But I mean, I'm sure you all experienced the same thing. It was just like yeah. a massive shift.
1: Yeah. 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 So the walk us through the process, you know, Clinton comes to you. He's allergic uh, to his podcast co-host, you know, so he, he fills out a questionnaire online. He's a little shy. And then what happens? Someone calls him back. and allergist acknowledges calls him back. Who calls him back? Who sees him? That's yeah. the whole process. From soup to nuts, as they say, in Jersey.
0: <laughs> so you sign up for Allergy. You fill out that questionnaire. It takes about 10 minutes. It's yeah. then submitted and reviewed by an allergist on our team. We have a team of many board certified allergists mm-hmm. who all do telemedicine for us. Uh there's no phone call no scheduling involved it's reviewed by an allergist it's approved and then a custom formula is created for you on the back end and then the prescription is sent to the pharmacy the pharmacy makes it packages it up and sends it to you and then if you have questions if you want a formula change if you're having side effects uh if you're doing great then you just correspond with us over messaging and it's all asynchronous so it's just super time efficient uh and uh and easy for everybody involved doctors and patients
2: do these patients have to have been treated by an allergist or a primary care physician I'm assuming they're all chronic or seasonal allergy patients so you wouldn't if someone's having like uh you know an acute attack probably wouldn't be appropriate
0: yeah, we we deal a lot more with the chronic severe allergy sufferers. so someone who's buying Afrin, Benadryl, Sudafed, Flonase, you know, multiple times a month and has been taking those medications for many years if not decades and some of them may have been seen by an allergist or ENT, others you know, get get recommendations from their uh, primary care provider. Others don't see a doctor at all, but essentially everyone we treat is self-treating. I mean, everybody is going to the drugstore, picking (laughs) things off the shelf that they think that will work, doing trial and error, taking multiple medications at once, you know, with or without the guidance of a physician, which sometimes results in poor treatment, mostly results in poor treatment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's the type of patient that we're able to help.
2: I think telehealth probably lends toward... This, those types of patients, right? I really don't have to see a patient in the office to manage their their allergic rhinitis. Um yeah. What about There's like a joke among
1: ENTs that like they have to see the patient, otherwise they'll get better. It's a joke, meaning like you know a lot of times people don't miss because they're younger and they won't. That. That's you can use that at parties, whatever. In LA. I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: sure the ENTs I speak to will love that.
1: No, I know, and that, that one of my <laughs> close friends, is ENT, so I'll have to give uh, a special shout out to Dr. David Lewis for giving me that joke that I've heard a thousand times. Um, how does that work with insurance or does it work with just people you're paying out of pocket or direct to consumers? So yeah, you bypass insurance.
0: Totally out of pocket. Yeah. And our, the first month is free. So you get a sample the first month, but it's fully custom for you. Mm-hmm. And then subsequent months are $35. And honestly, most of our patients are paying more than that already from, for medications. And the yeah. Yeah.
2: I think so. and if you're making the compound, it probably is a cost benefit too if you're mixing your own ingredients there's no upcharge exactly a large manufacturer
1: yeah that's what i you know, i know you, there's been a lot of studies um that have shown that like multi-compound uh, uh um nasal sprays are more efficacious i'm just amazed that no one i mean i or is this just like you know i watch shark tank and i'm always thinking like how come i didn't think of this idea so is this one of those things where the science was there but no one ever thought of the idea to, to go forward with this
0: yeah. I mean, allergic rhinitis, it's not a fatal disease. Right. Uh, there's not it still a causes lot of- so
1: much, uh, right. I mean, it's not, but it's such, because it's so common. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you what you already know and anyone already knows, but it, it is a pain, you know, and it, yeah. it, it can compromise people's quality of life. And we're joking around, but it, it certainly can be cause a sleep issues. We, we actually did an episode with someone, um, in the sleep space and the amount of, uh, post-nasal drip and, other uh, ENT issues related to how it affects quality of sleep can be, you know, can be devastating on people's quality of life. So it, it is. Absolutely. A right.
0: It's a huge issue. I mean, it's one of our country's top five leading chronic diseases. It causes like huge numbers of missed days of work and school yeah. and leads to things like sinus surgery and sinus infection and bronchitis and other, you know, secondary illnesses that, you know, so by treating at the same time, however, the money in allergy immunology is not being pushed towards allergic rhinitis. The drugs that are on shelves have been there for 30 years. Yep. Uh, new drug development is very slow. There's been one new nasal spray in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And it's a it's a copy of another nasal spray that already exists. So the the multi-ingredient nasal sprays, you know, Dimista, there's a new one called Rialtris. It's just antihistamine and steroid. And so that's two active ingredients, which is, you know, it's a step towards improvement, but at AllerMe, we offer four, and, you know, we have a lot of people who switch from those drugs which are also costlier, and you have to go through insurance and get a prescription hmm. uh to Allermy.
1: go go I was
2: looking up the um the market for allergy testing. It's 20 billion dollars. Like it's it's a huge, it's mm-hmm. a huge market. It's a huge market. Peep- uh, Americans
0: are spending 15 billion dollars on nasal spray a year.
2: 15
1: with a B. That's incredible. 15
0: with a B, and yeah, mostly yeah. at CVS, Walgreens, Target, Costco, et cetera. It's a huge revenue stream.
2: And the and the good thing is you guys are just trying to solve a, a need, right? Like in like your your dad was trying to treat patients with these issues more effectively, and he came up with this amazing solution. So, kudos to you guys! Wow. Oh,
0: thank you. Talk you us know, a little
1: bit about like the um, like a direction away from the science and the medicine. It's like just entrepreneurship in general. Like you said, you were. I mean, a lot of physicians they was never necessarily thought they would be entrepreneurs. Going as entrepreneurs, and now, now we hear more and more. So. You were in grad school for education, teaching. Like, what was it about, obviously, it was a family connection, but what was it about the the potential um, for, you know, going into a different direction? So I feel like that's a a common theme we see a lot in medicine and health these days. And that's beyond the scope of this discussion, but, you know, burnout in medicine and people just wanting to be creative, creative, and also, you know, let's be honest, financially uh, savvy as well, and going out and doing different things. So what was it attracted you uh, to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think in medicine, the direction that entrepreneurship usually takes is in developing new drugs, you know, clinical trials, FDA approvals, uh, new therapies, new medical devices, which is all incredibly important and valuable. But I wanted to get something on the market quickly, Mm. and I wanted to do it in a in a way that was um, marketed towards consumers. You know, I I wasn't so I I'm a huge consumer health fan. I buy all of my skin, my medicated skincare, my other medications from online retailers. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of telemedicine. And so I was getting my acne medication and uh, other, you know, anytime I had a sinus infection, antibiotics or birth control or whatever, I was getting from an online physician and it, it was coming in the mail quickly. And it was so easy and convenient. I thought, okay, there's a huge lack uh, of you know, of existing, uh, solutions like this in the allergy space. Sure. Um, and then there's also this, this, uh, novel medication that my dad has invented. And so that's when I was like, okay, let's do it. There's a company clicked. called Curology. Yeah. Wow. I clicked, I was getting my custom compounded tretinoin and clindamycin in a beautiful bottle that came to my door every month. Uh, from a from a company called Curology. And I thought, let's do this with nasal spray. And by utilizing 503B compounding, by you know being able to kind of bypass the new drug application process and going through 10 years of you know, $50 million Give, me, give me just a quick, and- just for so anyone who doesn't know,
1: because you know, I, I'm involved with in a lot of uh, clinical research and I can see how painful it is. You know, Phase zero to phase one to phase two to phase three, and then post-marketing and beyond, we're going to end a new drug application approved by the FDA- What is the Bible through that exception that exists?
0: So compounded medications are not regulated by the FDA. Mm -hmm. And if you take FDA approved medications that are permitted by the FDA to be utilized in compounding and you create a medication that is not commercially available, meaning you either adjust the dosages or you combine it with another drug for medical necessity, the way that we do, you can then you're then permitted to sell that medication or prescribe and sell that medication under the auspices of the 503b charter uh, under the FDA around uh custom patient specific compounding. So, so, so you
1: bypass the need for uh doing a study on investigation new drug getting a new drug application of the FDA and all the
0: quite frankly, exactly. billions and billions of dollars right. that can spend yeah.
1: oftentimes going nowhere.
0: Exactly like, and then, we- thank you for that.
2: Does yeah, that provide any but- uh different kind of consent or
1: like, um, in, in or all FDA approved, right? I mean, the patients or consumers are there's nothing. I mean, this is not an investigational drug, right? I mean, right, is,
0: no, yeah. not at all. All the drugs we're using are gold standard, FDA approved, been on the market for right 10 to 40 years. We're not doing anything new here except increasing convenience and making the dosages more optimal. And that usually means lower. I mean, for oxymetazoline, for example. Our dosage of oxymetazoline is 1 what is sold commercially. So it's actually safer with fewer side effect risks. The alpha receptors are less antagonized and, uh, and the risk of irritation and other systemic side effects is far reduced. And so it's actually safer to go off label, off the FDA's uh, sure. label for oxymetazoline and prescribe something that's far lower.
1: So where can uh, our listeners find you? I mean, not just in social media, but websites, addresses, things like that, and how do they get in contact with you and, and your company?
0: Yeah. So if anyone has nasal allergies, congestion, rhinitis, and they're interested in giving Allermy a try, oh, I see a hand raised. Ah. Uh, you can sign up for a free trial at allermy.com and that's spelled A-L-L-E-R-M, like Mike I, rhymes with allergy. Uh, we're on Where's Instagram. Where does the name come from? It's allergy and then
1: my... Um,
0: yeah, personalized customized uh, allergy like care okay. made for me. Yeah. Aller- Lisa, our slogan used to be allergy relief made for me, so Allerme. Aller- me. I like that?
1: Yeah, great. Yeah. You know, like a jingle. Yeah,
0: we're on Instagram. We <laughs> are you volunteering to write one? No, We'd good. love a jingle. You can do like
1: your TikTok uh, dance moves or something.
0: Perfect.
1: <laughs> it's um you know, we like to uh, have these podcasts and so that we can you know, and have a following and then people who are listening and care to listen to Clinton drone on and on sometimes, uh, you know, uh, learn about new things, but, you know, I'm just joking, obviously, but we actually, um, it's, it, it, this all started because we want to learn more, right. And, um, yeah. expand our horizons outside of what's, you know, typically learned in medicine. So we really appreciate this. So This is kind of a different niche and just learning kind of like how, uh, you can take uh, old off patent, uh, uh, drugs, um, and then repurpose them. Um, you know, actually it's, it's a, it's a fascinating idea. I know that this is done, um, in other uh, uh, venues in medicine as well, but um, you know, it, it just re- shows you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to kind of make the wheel in a different dire- you know, in a different way. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. No, this is, this is so fun and really great. Thank you so much for having yes, me. You know,
1: um, we are very thankful uh, that you came on today, and that we uh, hope any of our listeners out there will uh, will will give Allermy a chance. So you know, we will uh, post all your contact information uh, on there. So thank you so much for coming on. For our listeners learning more about allergy and the, you know, it's such a common issue. Uh, And I was joking about people just getting better on their own. Cause a lot of people don't, Uh, you mentioned you're in LA, so, you know, much nicer weather, but for us in the seasons and the pollen and all the dander and all the allergens, it's, it's not easy. You know, it it is, uh, I know Clinton, besides being allergic to me, you have certain allergies. I know your hair dye you're allergic to, right? That's why you're.
2: Oh, you want to get into hair (laughs) care products. I I, I didn't. I skipped that when we're talking about like the televisits and the, no mailing products
1: at oh, i'm just i'll joking. leave that
2: i'll leave that for another episode. you
1: leave that for next time until next time it's dr Stuart Sugger and dr clinton coleman my uh ever faithful uh co-host um don't forget to rate listen subscribe until then be well